0: Hi, my name is Amanda, and this is social distancing.
1: That's fantastic. You're a professional at
0: this. (laughs) Done this once or twice. Episode
1: four. Technically, it's my second. This is my friend, Amanda. Amanda and I met at a podcast festival in Brooklyn where we struck up a conversation while we waited for the doors to open on day one. Turns out, we both show up way too early for everything in our lives. Amanda is a podcast producer based in Toronto, which you'll probably pick up on when she says things like sorry and a boot a few times over the course of this episode. I asked her to share a funny or uplifting story for the show, and she definitely came prepared.
0: Yes. Okay. So I have a couple. Okay. The first one I would like to share is about when I was working on a cruise ship. So I used to work for cruise ships as a social host or an entertainment host where I was like doing bingo and running trivia and hosting pool games. So for seven months I spent doing that kind of stuff on a ship, which was really, really fun. One of the best times of my life. Of course, there's like a lot of funny moments just from being in that position, it was basically like, you know, spring break all the time, but with adults. (laughs) and people who are just had so much energy and were ready to have the best week of their life week after week so it called for you to be high energy which I naturally am so that worked I also know that people are very superstitious so I just found it funny when I was hosting bingo I could literally say anything and say that if they didn't do it it would be bad luck and people just (laughs) went nuts I'd be like you have to hit the person beside you with your bingo card or else it's bad luck and everyone's like whacking each other with bingo cards
1: Amanda says life on a cruise ship can get a little strange after a while. All-consuming at times, too.
0: Because you're, like, you're working every day. So even just that, working somewhere where there is no weekends, you don't actually even, you're not clocking what day of the week it is, you're just clocking what day of the ship cycle it is. So we would literally function on, like, it's day one, it's day four, it's day five. Like, with weird numbers. Um, it's like a whole different world. And then we would talk about like life on the ship versus life on land. So we would commonly be like, oh, well, on land, this, on land, that. And you don't realize how weird that is until you're actually on land. And you're maybe retelling a story. And people are like, what do you mean on land? You
1: mean just being a person? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> you get caught up in these in these weird, yeah, like ways of life that are just not normal. Um, but it's cool. This is a really nice story I found from taking a bad situation and looking at the silver lining that could come from it, which I just feel like everyone can embrace at all times, but especially now. And so on the ship, we used to have this scrapbooking room where people could go and we'd put scrapbooking supplies out and you could print some of your pictures or take some that you got taken on the ship and put them in a little booklet. It was very cute. And so one of my duties was just to sit at the scrapbooking table and you know make sure everyone was having a good time and like half my job was just like go out and talk to people that was a shift of mine like sit at the scrapbooking table I'm like great so anyway I met this woman who was about 55 and a lot of times an opening question we would be when meeting people is like have you cruised before or is this your first cruise and she was like well it's technically my second cruise and I was like what do you mean technically like what happened Did you actually go on your first cruise or what? And she's like, well, I don't remember my first cruise at all. She had said that about five years prior, she had had a stroke. And so her first cruise was pre-stroke. But she does not, she's lost all her memory pre-stroke. So it damaged the part of her brain that erased like husband, kids, upbringing, how to ride a bike, like all of it gone, all of it gone, completely gone. But she recovered and could make new memories and her brain was fully functioning. She just had, she just started at zero after she recovered. It's like brand new starting to live your life at 55 years old. Imagine. The kicker was that she told me, like, her husband had to literally be like, I'm your husband. This is your kids, you know? And she had to just believe him. And so... They were apparently, their marriage was on the rocks right before the stroke. They were on the brink of a divorce. Things were so bad, but she just didn't remember any of it. And he totally embraced this like new woman. And so it was like, she's like the last five years have just been like puppy love. Like We're starting all over again. We've been total lovebirds. And it's, it's amazing. My husband's amazing. She just loving life. So happy, loved the cruise and just said that, You know, they were in the best of places and it had been like that for about, you know, since 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 the the stroke. So, you know, several years and it's like so nice. Anyway, I just thought that was so sweet and how, yeah, she kind of just got like a reset button.
1: Wow. In a way, it's it's kind of terrifying, but in a way, it's also like almost enviable that you can have this time and space in your life that existed. Yes. But like to you, it didn't. Yeah. Was the husband there with her?
0: Nope. It was just her, but he was there on the cruise ship, just not at the scrapbooking
1: table. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I would have loved to have seen, like, to hear kind of his take on it. Um, Because I imagine, you know, there's obviously, like, challenges to that, but also kind of gives you a renewed start on your life, too. That, that, like, you have an opportunity to say, you know, "I, I remember all these things, but... I get a chance to start over too.
0: Exactly. It actually might've been hard for him. I was thinking like, so she doesn't have memory of any past, you know, fights or whatever, but he's going to remember all of it. And he's going to have to either choose to set it all aside and truly start fresh with this woman or, you know, fill her in on how bad things were and be like, we're getting a divorce, you know, like he had to make that choice himself, but he embraced it.
1: What would you have done if this was you and your partner and this happened to him and you have all of these memories of past faults and, and and problems and they're just like, Hey, you know, life is awesome. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's so weird to think about, eh? It seems like a movie. It seems unrealistic, but stuff really happens.
1: It's like fifty first dates, but yeah! you just get you just get a second first date.
0: <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I, you know, I think it also depends on what was done, right? Like it could have been the fact that, you know, he was able to forgive her clearly for what had happened. And if, if there was enough, if, but, but where it saves you is if one person wasn't, didn't have enough energy to continue working at the relationship and the other person did. And then that, the person who was tired got the fresh start, Yeah, which is almost what it sounds like happened. Relationships Mm. are work, right? So if he was already willing to work at it and they were, and they were trying to and this kind of just allowed them both to have some extra patience and i think it's a sign right it's like you were meant to stick together
1: we'll be back with more from amanda after this quick break hi it's matthew social distancing is brought to you by outside if you're growing antsy from sitting on your couch watching too much television and you're trying to run away from that pile of cookies in your pantry, try outside. Outside is filled with things like trees, birds, squirrels, trees, and even air. There's something really soothing about just sitting outside. All right. Back to the show. Welcome back to social distancing. Here's Amanda again.
0: Okay, I do have a a completely separate story I would love to share. I'll just share one more. This is a really sweet one, also from my grandmother. And she told me this one day and I just, it warmed my heart. So 50, 60 years ago, my, even more than that, I guess now, probably closer to, yeah, 60 or 70 years ago, my grandmother was a new Canadian. She, she's from Italy and she was trying to help raise money to support a family that was slowly growing. Um, My grandfather had gotten injured at work, so she became the breadwinner and got a job at a hotel as a maid cleaning staff part of the cleaning staff she was such a hard worker and so dedicated and she told me that she was like I always made them sure the rooms were like so nice and I you know folded everything so beautifully and like she took such pride in her work it's so sweet and so she ended up getting promoted pretty quickly and what it turns out is like there's a floor with a lot of families that they start you off on and that's like actually the hardest thing but because she did such a good job they Promoted her to doing the like the higher executive suites where a lot of business people would come. They'd barely use anything, barely barely need anything, and tip pretty well because they were there on business and they could write it off and whatnot. And we're usually just more well off in general. Apparently, one day she found an envelope. Like after the guest had checked out, she found an envelope on the bed with a hundred dollars in it, and she just thought there was no way he was leaving that for her as a tip. Like she just couldn't fathom that amount of money. So she actually turned in the money to her manager and was like, I found this. Like he's probably going to call and ask for it back. And the manager was like, okay, like we'll keep it and see if he calls back. And anyway, they ended up keeping it for like three months. And of course, like, he had definitely left it as a tip but she just like couldn't wrap her head around it so anyway she kind of forgot about it and keep in mind she was coming her and her husband had such like humble beginnings in Canada so really you know every dime counted and so anyway she forgot about it and then at Christmas time the manager was like come over here I have to talk to you she thought she's losing her job she started like crying (laughs) I know and then he's like The $100 was never claimed, it's yours. And they gave it back to her and she just like burst into tears because she couldn't believe she got such a good tip. And then she gave $10 to the manager for like being so nice to her and $10 to her, I know, to her other friend who always cleaned the sheets who was the washer who never got any tips because he was like in the basement doing the laundry. (laughs) I know. And then she's like able to buy Christmas presents for her family that year because of that.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: I know. It's so sweet. And these are the moments where I'm like, tipping is so important. and makes me just want to, you know, if you have a decent service, p- those kind of tips go a long way. And so props to people who work in the service industry. And especially during these times, I know it's hard. So if you're able to tip, tip well, it goes a long way. And like, she's, you know, she's in her 80s now. And she's still telling me this story. Like, yeah. imagine... This guy who just, you know, doesn't even realize what kind of impact you can have from tipping someone well. Just once, you know? It changed she she's so one of her lifelong memories. It's so yeah, it was just so endearing.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure it was you know, it was probably like you said, just like a a business write off for him, potentially. You know, he for him that that wasn't all that significant. And yet for her, you know, it's it's a story you're still telling.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Crazy, right?
1: We're in a season where people are getting stir-crazy, they're getting anxious, they're not sure what to do with themselves. What kind of advice do you have for people who are participating in social distancing right now?
0: Well, I've been personally taking up new hobbies. I started cross-stitching. It's great, (laughs) and you can easily order the supplies on Amazon for fairly inexpensive that's good. I've also been, I also bought one of those UV lights that make your, now in Toronto, it's a pretty gloomy because of the weather too. So that doesn't help. So if you're in a gloomy, particularly gloomy or cold part of the world, I would definitely suggest getting one of these UV lights because, and I swear I'm not a sales gal for them, but I'm looking at mine right now and it's, I actually feel like it's been pretty uplifting so that's helpful i didn't have any pets but i also recently got a fish right before all this
1: a fish
0: yeah it's a beta fish and i've named him alpha
1: (laughs) (laughs) i see what you did there
0: ayo so he brings me quite a bit of joy too very peaceful so those are my three things i recommend
1: that's awesome amanda this has been wonderful uh where can people find your work
0: yeah you can so follow me on Twitter. I'm a Capito, A-C-U-P-I-D-O. And so I do communications, podcasting, um, and digital strategy. So feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, or you can find me on my website, amandacapito.com.
1: That's wonderful. Thank you, Amanda. This has been such a pleasure.
0: Thanks for doing this.
1: If you have an extra minute, it would really mean a lot to me if you shared this podcast with your friends on social media. My hope with this show is that I can bring just a little bit of joy and inspiration to the world. And if you've experienced that yourself, I hope you'll let people know. And feel free to tag me on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is Matthew R. Moore. Thanks for listening. We'll have a new episode up on Saturday.